Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, more of my conversation today with Bucks cornerback Ronnie Barber, who will be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame on Saturday. His brother Tiki will be presenting him. Of course, the gold jacket ceremony is tonight. You'll see John Lynch and Mike Tomlin put that on him as well. I had a chance to sit down with Rondé, and we've uh, already aired the segment, if you missed it, on his uh, relationship with his twin brother, Tiki Barber, uh, the Giants running back, and how the two of those guys really sort of pushed each other to be uh, great players, both of them in their own right. Today, we're going to talk about the play. That's right. The most I think iconic play in Buccaneers history, the most important one for sure, that 92-yard interception return against the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship game. This was back in uh, 2002 season, uh, and of course it's January 2003. Uh, but with that win uh, in a place that was a house of horrors, veteran stadium for the Bucks, they were able to go to Super Bowl uh, at 53 and win um, against the Oakland Raiders, of course, and John Gruden's former team. So uh, if you want to know how that all came about, if you want to know who Rondé Barber is as a player and where preparation meets opportunity, you want to listen to this podcast. It's fascinating. And uh, this and so much more. Rondé Barber, part two of my conversation with him, you guys already know it's hurricane season in Florida, but there's still time to keep the power on without breaking the bank. That's getting solar battery backup power from May Electric Solar. With solar battery backup power, there's no fuel cost, no loud generator noise, no annual maintenance cost. Plus, May Electric Solar offers a 15-year warranty. Solar battery backup can save you hundreds of dollars each month. And if you lose power, a generator could cost you over $2,000 a week just to keep your house running. New solar battery backup systems qualify for a 30% tax credit, or you can add a battery to your existing in-phase solar system. Trust the pros in solar. To learn more about May Electric Solar Battery Backup, get started and call 727-819-2862, or you can visit mayelectricsolar.com. There's so many plays and players that you went against um, so I'll just ask you, and we'll get to the play, but uh, who was the toughest guy to, to try to, to play? In other words, who was the guy that you're like, oh, this, the quarter, this quarterback or this, you know what I mean? Like The, the toughest was Steve, Steve Smith, and we played him twice every year, yeah. so obviously you know you saw the, the rolling ball of butcher oh knives. Oh, my God, man. You know what? Steve was just like me. He was. He was just like me. If he got, if you got on the wrong side of Steve, Ooh. like he just, he was gonna annihilate you. Like he, like he was like, bro, I liked you. I hated Brian Kelly. And he was like, I'm going to Brian Kelly's horse again. I'm sitting there asking him how his wife and kids are doing. Hey man, my wife, uh, yeah, everything's 
good, homie. He's going to destroy the yeah, other guy. Yeah, yeah, it's good, man. How's, how's that? You like this coach? Is he good? You know, it's like, I'm trying to keep him as happy as possible. Oh, my God. He turned into that guy. But, yeah, he was the toughest. The most talented was Randy. I mean, Randy yeah. and... Uh, and uh, Chris Carter, Jake, those th- those years. I remember Randy's first game, man. <sighs> Floyd, yeah, poor Floyd Young. Like he just went. Through, I mean, obviously it happened to everybody. But yeah, it happened to Floyd Young on the very first game. Yeah, of Randy's first drive, drive, I think. Right, it was the first drive. Randall, oh, they got, by the way, they got like, Chris Carter. Got right, right. right. They got Randall sitting back there, like winking at people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I say, and I told Chris this. The reason I became a great slot corner was playing Chris Carter. Really? Because yeah. he moved him inside. Because they moved him inside. And, and you I, got him I, twice I could a year. I not deal with him. I could not deal with him. And so you talk about being obsessed. Mm-hmm. I became obsessed with covering his routes in the slot. And I was like, how do I do this? He's so good at it. And he's not like he's fast or quick or anything. He just knew what the hell he was doing. I was like, he's prepared to beat me. So I need to find a way to prepare to beat him. So he individually challenged he you. Individually, without ever saying anything, he challenged me. I got to cover that monster. I got to cover that dude. Twice a year, he's beaten us every single time we play. And quarterbacks? Uh, Anybody get you more than ever? Because they're watching you. No. They're watching film with you, too. I can't think of. Was Peyton tough? Peyton was tough. Because Peyton did that you just couldn't believe he did. He made throws that you're like, he can't make that throw on me. Hmm. And well, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't matter. Schematically, it they were simple. You Yes, you couldn't fool Peyton. Right. You could not do it. Right. He was going to get, he talked to Tom Moore. He had an answer for everything. Right. And he, so he you could gonna, do whatever you wanted, but he had something else to right. go to. We would like, I remember the, well, the Shiano year even, the last year we're playing, uh, playing in Denver Right. And we're changing fronts. Like, we go in with this plan to not show him anything. Mm. And he comes out last scrimmage, and he's telling us what we're going to get ready to go into. And I'm <laughs> Before like, you went into it. I'm like, how are you this good? Like, what, what you know something that you shouldn't know. That we haven't done yet. We haven't done it yet. <laughs> we haven't shown it to you. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, he was, I mean, I, look, I love playing against uh uh, like Jake DeLone because he's such a competitor. Yeah. Um, um, Favre? Favre. Favre was my favorite. I told somebody a story the other day. I didn't know Favre had any idea who I was. He was just I just, he was just on that level in my mind. Like, he doesn't know. First game you played, really. Right. I mean, right. a playoff game. Right. And the year he left to go to the, the year before he left to go to the Jets, we played him. And he came up to me after the game, which everybody was saying thank, you know, because yeah. everybody knew he was leaving. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's like, man, I respect how you play the game. And I was just like, wow, I didn't know you knew my name. You got him a few times. Yeah, I got him a couple of times. Yeah. Got a couple of times. I remember the one time I remember. So talk about prep. So we get in this situation. It's a premium op, and it's going to be a backside slant. And I'm like, I'm going to pick off Brett Favre right now. I can get it. I'm picking this motherfucker up. Spidey sense. Right. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump in front of this ball. This ball hit my chest plate (laughs) on the ground before he even got my hand. Different velocity there. (laughs) We're ready for that. Like threw it through you. Threw it through me. It was like So this is what it's like to be a receiver. Right. This is what it's like to catch a ball from a bar. I think the person at the top of the stadium heard me hit my head. But he was he was like that, man. Brett got me one time 
and it was either Sunday or Monday night. I can't remember. Right. Um, and if we're winning, it's it, it, it's late in the game. I think maybe this may have been the last drive. And Monty, you know, when we he, trying to stop somebody, he would just call an all-out blitz. Yeah, you like to do that, right? And so I Louis Rams, then right, James, exactly, exactly. And I'm like, all right, and here it comes. <laughs> Nickel bonsai. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like literally, Tom's right now. Brett takes a snap and he knows it's coming. Yeah. And he just almost turns around and runs away from the line of scrimmage, turns and plants and just fires his ball like right behind my head. <laughs> Touchdown. I'm like, <sighs> you know, you just got, got me. Take you your hat off. Yeah. yeah. One Hall of Famer to Good job. Yeah. Good job. Thank yeah. you. So uh, he's in Kenton. Yeah, yeah. He 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 talked us up at, uh, this year. Good to Ira. I was on the. I, I walked in when Ira was on the phone with him. Good. It was he needed awesome. to. You guys play him twice a year. Right. Those were those right. are great games. Right. Okay. So the guy you owned was Donovan McNabb. Oh yeah. How many? Three. Three touchdowns. Yeah. Touchdowns. Yeah. I know, man. Poor Donovan. But yeah, he's like, you better mention me in your holiday. Oh, uh, you know what? He's earned it. <laughs> I guess. No, Don and I actually have the same manager. So we. Oh, really? Yeah, we've been great friends forever. Still are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Donovan was the unfortunate uh, uh, um, participant. Yes, he was in a in a moment for me that. I, like I don't know that I've ever been more hyper focused than I was that NFC Championship game. Like zone, it's not a zone. Like I was, you're hyper focused, um, and I was prepared to make every single play that I made. And the one that people remember was probably the only was probably the only instinctful play I made that game. The rest of them were the rest of them were just planned. Like I knew it was coming. Just knew it. Like. Four pass breakups, you know, sack fumble, a uh, bunch of tackles. Like I, probably one of my one of the best plays in that game was a screen fit that I had. And it's funny, John Spitek what, what, told me like a year and a half ago, two years ago, that he was, went, went back and watched the NFC Championship game just to, just to do it. Yeah, know, just as an yeah, exercise. I've done it about three three times in the right. last month. Right. And it's a great game. And there's a there's a screen fit that I make. I don't make the tackle, right. but there's three offensive linemen coming at me and yep. the running back. And like I have a specific screen fit. And I made the guy made the guy think I was going outside, stepped inside, reduced my shoulder, and then like almost got on the running back. Like it shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Fucking five nine, <laughs> hundred and eighty pounds. Ducking guy, under guys. Duck, ducking under three offensive linemen and, and completely blowing up this play. Yeah. And John goes, he goes, That may have been the best play I've ever seen you make. He's like, You, you can't make that play and you did. Right. And it was just it was just one of those games. Like you just So well play. you weren't in a zone. I mean, Chris Collinsworth says it on the broadcast that that, that might be the greatest play game I've ever seen a defensive player have. Right. right. Let alone in a championship. You hit every Stat every the single whole one. Right. line was crossed. Right, but but to you it was all preparation. Yes, one hundred percent. And each time you were in those situations, you knew exactly what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. And it was exactly what was coming. And you know, good athletes, good athletes can make good plays. Mm-hmm. Great athletes make good plays look easy. 
That's mm-hmm. the best way I can say it. Mm-hmm. And like Michael Jordan was great because he was greatest athlete ever played position, and he was very prepared, and he knew he was making every shot he was looking at. It was like that. I knew I was making every shot in that game. Just knew it. There was never a nervousness when they were driving down the field and Mm-mm. completely baited the guy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I still to this day when I watch that play, I don't know. I mean, I know why he was throwing it out there, but yeah. like yeah. He was, he, you said, how you, it makes looks like the ball's coming to you. Yeah. Literally looked like the ball was right. coming. So he, he, he didn't capture the moment. Literally. He, there's, there's indicators that say I wouldn't be coming. Tell. Yes. Just look at the structure of the defense. Like, right. we, we, I wouldn't be blitzing right now. No. Right. But he, he, it's in the moment. He took the cheese. Hurry up. He took the cheese, took the right? Cheese. Yeah. He took came the, down just long enough. Right. Just to catch long his, enough. his and attention, then, and then the ball snapped, and right. now, he, now he's in the trap. Right. Now, now it's over. Right. I was actually, if you see it, I'm actually moving out of the gap. You are. Before the snap. You are. And so, and so then I got to look up. Where the receiver is, right? So I got to find my cover two drop. Hit your back foot, right? And as soon as I look back at the quarterback, because we were a quarterback reading team, so yes. I look back at the quarterback, the ball's coming out. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> it's just instinct. It just and that it was I, tell, I was telling I remember telling Scott Smith this. He was asking like, how about that? I was like, it, it was the most catchable ball. Yes, most instinctually but catchable ball. Period. It was away from my body. Yeah, and just. All I had to do was stick my hands out, and it yeah. just stopped there. Yeah, yeah. And then it was hobble my, hobble my way 92 years. With your torn PCL. Torn PCL. <laughs> Which is another factor in all of right. this. Right, right. Do you know when the ball's in your hands, you're going to Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have moments there. You can see I'm looking back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to score. Yeah, There's no one gonna, no like, one's going to stop you. I think the, the, that, that, that year was a really good year for me. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of interceptions, but it was a great year for me. Um, should have made a Pro Bowl, right? I was on Brian Kelly. Should have made a Pro Bowl. Yes, I was on a I was on a level, like a comfort level, playing that year, unlike anything I ever been. And then I tore my PCL. Yeah. And then I was like going through like <laughs> dealing with how to play with a torn PCL, but still like thriving playing. And so that's why I always tell people it's like it's my best year for so many different reasons, but mm-hmm. I. You still weren't healthy. Still weren't, I wasn't even healthy, but I still didn't get any recognition for it. Right. Even though you'd had better years before that. Right. Yeah. Right. The, the year prior. The yeah. year prior. Yeah. Uh, but so that NFC Championship game, there was uh, the, the game before, and they played San Francisco. Right. Beat the Giants, and then they came to town. And I had an interception for a touchdown in that game, too. That's right. Nobody remembers it because Simeon Rice got a penalty, body slam and a tackle. Uh, after they called the, it after, back. And they called it back. So we had possession, but wow. I scored the week before. And so I, I, Brooks and I used to always talk about, like, taking that moment and, like, you're going to score. You're always, like, we always thought that. We're going to score. And obviously he did the same thing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, that year you scored nine touchdowns. Yes, exactly. Well, that was our directive. That was your goal. That was John Cole. If we yeah. scored nine touchdowns on, on defense, we will win the Super Bowl. Bam, we did. <laughs> um but in the NFC Championship game, so yes, I catch that, and the first thing I'm thinking of is, this one better count. 
<laughs> there better be a flag behind you. Better count. Yeah, because you don't know what's going on right, right there. You just don't know. I yeah. Mean, well, be honest with you, I think everybody on our team was just relieved. It was just like, oh, oh yeah. God. All the years in Philadelphia. Yes. I mean, is that real kind of in your head? Is, you oh, know, yeah. running down the field. And oh, yeah. I remember. The, the quietest, the most eeriest thing yes. I've ever experienced ever. was the vet. Yes. The way it sounded in the beginning, and right. you know, they get the tip kick off and march right. right in the end zone in two plays. Yeah. And I have never experienced 80,000, 75, whatever it was. Literally, you could hear a jaw drop. Yes. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yes, it was awesome. So you probably could hear your lungs, your feet, right. everything as you're running towards right. that end zone. Right. I remember looking back and seeing Dwight Smith. Yep, he's you know, the only escort. The only escort. He's like sitting there breaking off uh, Todd Pinkston or whatever, cutting yep. off Todd Pinkston. And uh, the funny thing is, is um, I'm glad Collinsworth captured that moment yeah. because Troy did not. No. Troy was talking about Todd Pinston trying to run me down. I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? Oh, he's supposed to catch you? How? Right. No, he's not going to catch me. I got a guy sitting there right in front of me, a place we could not win. How com- Were you even confident that you guys would do that? Did you- I mean, it always ended in the same way up there. The best thing that happened was that. Yeah. Because it was like, you know, like when you're getting ready to go into a fight or something. Yeah, and you yeah, hit the mouth right away. You're like, oh, let's no, go. No, wake up. Got to go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Um, and I think for, as a team, like not just us on defense, but yeah. as a team. Like yeah. Brad responded right away. Yeah, he did. You know, he threw an interception, but like the team responded. All stop had like that day, and obviously Jerry Vicious. Yeah. Like, like we needed it. We needed a kick in the face to get yeah. going. And they probably thought for them that they may have, Oh, okay, it's just the same old bucks. We're going to beat them. Yeah. Not that time. There was never a more confident fan base, team. Yeah. Everybody knew you would lose. Right. Weather's bad. Yep. It was. Oh, God. So they were talking about, well, how do we you know, match up against the Raiders? Yeah. Yes. There yeah. was never even a discussion about you had a game to play. It was yeah. all about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. And they had all the hotel rooms already booked. Unbelievable. It was so funny. It was, I've never, I was like, you know, there is a, at least have the respect that you have to play the game. Right. Like, the game hasn't been played yet. Right. And I'm guessing, and, you know, you had the famous moment where you're like, you know, Pro Bowl my ass and yeah. going to the Super Bowl or whatever. They took three guys to the Pro Bowl. Right. Uh, yes. Did you, in your mind, as a team, I think you guys knew this, that like, of course, John was, you know, what's a more perfect storm? He had all the, he had the cheat codes. He had every, you know, check. But yes. did you kind of feel like because that nemesis was Philadelphia, that right. nothing after that was right. going to be harder? That's right. 100%. Sure. That was your Super Bowl. I can't, can't even say it any better than you just did. Yeah. Like, we, the way that Oakland ran offense, mm-hmm. we, our defense was designed to stop that offense. Yeah. That's the, the offense that was taking the league by storm. Obviously, they were the most successful offense in the league that year. But our defense was just plain ass simple. Cover two mm-hmm. is designed to beat that offense. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then they didn't want to run the ball, so they played right to our hands. They went right to your hands. Yeah, yeah. it was it was silly. I mean, I, I'd be surprised if we played. I'd have to go back and look at the Super Bowl. I'd be surprised if we played. Less than seventy percent cover two in that game, because we were. I mean, as soon as the, I think the only big play that was made that wasn't cover two that wasn't cover two was Dexter's 
interception, the first the one, first the Sluggo Seam. Slug, the Sluggo Seam, seam yeah. you have, like the free safety has to be able to take Sluggo Seam and not take the cheese on the, on the fake outside. But you were so, you were so well taught and John's yes. yelling. Right. Dexter, Sluggo Seam. Slug it's coming, Sluggo yeah, Seam. Yeah. Uh, Dwight's first interception for a touchdown was three deep, four under. Right. Um, <laughs> I remember that one. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm the, I'm the flat defender. And so I'm running out to this guy to, you know, go make the play on the ball. And then White's like, <laughs> like takes it away. Where did you come what from? Was that? Yeah. Where did you come from? Yeah. Um, uh, but the rest of it was just, we just sat back and covered two. Simeon could have been MVP. He should have been. And I, I feel responsible, 100% responsible. They passed out ballot towards the beginning of the third quarter. And they wanted him back before the fourth quarter almost began. Now, you guys were up. Right. But still, I was just like. And so, at that point, Dexter gets his second interception. Second interception. You're still three interceptions away from being <laughs> five. You know what I mean? Like, Dwight's going to score twice, but I get that. Right. He's not the MVP. Right. But Simeon had been kicking the shit out of them and, and making Gannon pull it down, throw it. He had, right. he had sacks, you know, set the edge, did everything a defensive end should do in that game. 100%. Dexter gets his second pick, and I'm like... You know what I mean? Because the first one, you're losing three to nothing, and then, okay, all of a sudden, yeah. it's like, it starts yeah. to turn. So it was a key moment, and I can't, all I could think of was Larry Brown. Right. Against Pittsburgh, right. wins the Super Bowl MVP, and nobody would have seen that. Well, right. I mean, right. it's what's different? And I was at that Super Bowl. So, right. And then I had to go back and watch the game. And you're just like, and oh, just, There's one player on this right. field right. that no one can compete with. Right. Like, this cat is completely forcing all of this. Yes. He had the game of his life, and no one, and he should, and he lost, and I heard he lost by one vote, and I voted for the wrong guy. And I liked, I liked Dexter. Right. But when they start rolling out all those MVPs, and you see Larry Brown, and then at some point, you know, all the other guys are, you know, Troy Aikman, and and then there's Dexter Jackson, it's like, I think of Simeon Rice every time. Right. So do I. I mean, I watched the game. You gotta give it to him. I mean, it, 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 when they were asking for it, he was the MVP. He was at that moment right. the MVP. Then when I went back, I went, no, he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's why those guys in the trenches don't get all the right. You follow the football. You know, we're right. too prone to oh, we're ball right. go. Right. Right. You don't care unless there's a really good analyst that likes to point that out, which <coughs> not a lot of them do. Right, right. So, so what's the what are you looking forward to most? I mean, you got your speech done. You're going to yeah. get up on that stage, and then it's party time at some point. You know me. I'm looking forward to the party. Yeah. I like to get after it. Yeah. That's, that's part of what makes Rondé Barber Rondé Barber. I lived it. I, I played hard. I lived hard. Yeah. And uh, I had fun. And all your boys will be there, right? All my boys will be there. Raheem, Sean McVay, let Raheem and Jimmy Lake come in. That's awesome. Mike T's. Uh, Mike T will be there Friday, uh, Friday for me. Uh, Gold Jacket Friday, right? Gold Jacket Friday. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. All right, my thanks to Ronnie Barber. Hope you guys enjoyed the last couple days of that conversation with him. Looking forward to his induction on Saturday into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The Rays continue their outstanding road trip, and they uh, are in Detroit to play the Tigers, so it should be an interesting week. 
Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tempe Times. Have a great day, everybody. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.